Now tuning in to Earbud Media, audio for everyone. finally leaving this podcast i'm gonna yeah it's over as we go stop that we song remember. legitimately makes me cry don't i cannot do like it's the same thing with unwritten i can't listen to it anymore without crying you are so embarrassing it's just who i am. i don't know i can't make this shit up it's just who i am I know. <laughs> anyway welcome to into the twilight um you're welcome to our graduation party. I hope that you brought really good gift cards for us. Um, yes. To the left are our high school acquaintances that we don't talk too much. <laughs> and to the right are our family that are all old yeah. and yeah. Republican. Enjoy. <laughs> have a great time. Enjoy. Welcome to the space. Do you have any great graduation party stories for the space? Since it is your season of this, too. I don't think I have any, to be honest. Because the graduation I, I had, which was high school, was not very eventful. And this graduation is not has not happened yet. So I don't. I still got a, little, a month to go, basically. Damn. Um, so no. Time to prepare. No stories. I know. Yeah, I guess I've got to have the best graduation party of my life. Have I ever told you about the most Scorpio thing I've ever done? Ooh, I don't think so, but I'm very eager to hear it. So, it was, shockingly, it was my senior year in high school, during graduation uh-huh. season. Sure. Um, and, listeners to the pod, if you don't know, um, when my birthday is, it's coming out the week that you're listening to this, um, but when my, Ew. my birthday always falls during Memorial Day, which is objectively one of the worst times, because most <laughs> people in my, like, where I grew up, always go out of town. It is a very uh-huh. much, like, three-day weekend, we're going to do a thing kind of birthday. Yep. So, that was always a pain in the ass growing up. However... Summer birthdays, put your paws up. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> no one's your... higher, and you're just alone. <laughs> um, so, yes. So, that changed a little bit during the senior year, um, because what I did was, during my birthday, which was about a week, two weeks before we officially graduated, I held a dual birthday graduation party. So powerful. Where all of my friends came, all of my family came, got so much money. It was great. The benefit of this, thank you so much. It was a blessing (laughs) going into college. Seattle was so expensive and still is. Yes. Um, (laughs) The benefit of this was that I invited all of my friends, right? Two weeks before they had all scheduled their graduation parties. So, two weeks passes. They all expect me to attend their graduation parties, which. If, listeners, you might be familiar with this, most of the time there's, like, one good Saturday where yeah. everyone stacks their graduation party. Yeah. Um, so what I did instead um, is I didn't go to any of them and went to <laughs> an amusement park instead. 
Oh my gosh. So I did it two weeks early, got everyone to go, took all their money, did not reciprocate that by going to any of their graduation parties. Um, And it was the most fulfilling day that I've ever had in my life. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of just power and weight to what you just said. And I'll really have to sink my teeth into that (laughs) throughout the entirety of this podcast. I was thinking about it earlier because I think Chris and I were having this conversation a couple days ago. You could not pay me to go to a high school graduation party now. Because it literally is, it's split in two of, like, people that you are inviting because you are, you go to school with them. You're not necessarily friends with them. You just go to school with them. And then family that you will, that will hopefully hook you up with cash. And that's it. (laughs) That's all there is. There's no one to really converse with. Every high school friendship is exclusively a transactional relationship. (laughs) I I completely agree with that. Like. (laughs) Yeah. That's it. There were so many times where it was like, yeah, I'll drive you uh, to school. Just make sure that you get me something when I pick you up. You know what I mean? Like, just yeah. get lunch or whatever. It's like, yeah, yeah. that was that was all of high school for me. It was just bartering. <laughs> yeah. Like yes. Learning those skills there. I love it. <sighs> How the hell are you doing? I'm okay. My uterus is yelling at me yeah. and punching at me um, for, like, a lot of reasons. Yep. Um, <laughs> 95% of them being my period, but 5% just being angry at the world. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> so it's not great. And I always, like, forget how bad, like, my cramps are because, like, enough time passes between my period where I'm just like, oh, it's fine. Like, I, I know where my body is. Right. And then it comes around. And I also have short periods, so I kind of, like, underestimate, um you know, the power that that it has. But boy, in those few days, it just like, here we go. (laughs) Yeah, Aunt Chloe. Have fun laying on the floor (laughs) for three days. Yes, I agree. Yeah. How are you, my friend? Um, I'm a little way down by existential dread and bread. Um, (laughs) Whatever that is. Um, Yeah. I think it's a cool new feeling that... (laughs) It's a cool new feeling that we definitely haven't felt every single day since we started this podcast in 2016. Yeah. Uh Uh, Yep. Yep. And Cody and I were talking about this before the pod yesterday of I am eternally grateful to have this space where I, for an hour, get to focus on everything but um, what's happening in the world. But also that requires me to be in a healthy enough space to do this. Yeah. Which is so hard. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's definitely hard. Uh, especially when my very existence is a, is a threat to most people. <laughs> right. And, yeah. Um, so that's, that's a fun experience. I am currently battling with a measles epidemic in my school district, um, oh, which in the year of our Lord 2019 is a fun <laughs> experience to have. Sure. Yeah. Um, where I'm having students come up to me being like, are you vaccinated? I'm like, hold the fuck up. Are you vaccinated? <laughs> First of all, child. <laughs> the real question is. <laughs> Don't interrogate me in this space. I had to show immunization records to get hired here. Yeah. <laughs> Jeremy. <laughs> they wouldn't let me in the fucking door. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't vaccinated. My fuck mom you. wasn't there to back me up, Jeremy. So what's going on? <laughs> Yeah. But, like, legitimately the school next to mine closed this week because of measles, and it's just like, all right, Jesus. well, can we just, it's cool, cool guys. 
Just Jesus. Um, but yeah, it's great. Um, so that's that's a cool thing that I'm I'm really happy for this space to to think about everything other than that. Um, yes. The good thing about this week, though, kind of one of the only shining lights, is that we have very relevant hot goss that was like in mainstream media to talk about this yeah. week. People are talking. And they're talking. And honestly, you got, you're welcome. Like, I've been saying this from the beginning. We, we have prophesied. <laughs> we are single-handedly responsible for for Twilight being in the discourse. I don't... And all of our faves being in the discourse. It's us. I don't know how many times we have to tell you this, but, like, we did that. You're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. So, the obviously, the first thing that we have to talk about is... DC news, which I never thought we would bring to the space. Um, but yeah, our Pats is our new Batman. Yeah. Which, He's in, there's in negotiations, but he is likely to be it's just our like, next Batman. Which is just, mwah, like, mwah. We, we, we clowned on him earlier just because those, mostly the, like, fan photos The that fan were photos made. were awful. Bad, very bad, and I didn't like looking at them. But, like, the actual idea of Robert being Batman is, like, so perfect. Especially because he already was a Batman, you know what I mean? <sighs> yes. <laughs> I yes. had to! Shut up! <laughs> um, so, I love this. Especially, I've seen so many good photos over the past, like, 24 hours showing how yeah. he would fit this really well. There's also been right. a lot of, digging up a lot of good memes and yeah. I appreciate it. Um, but I, for one, here's here's what I really want. In my dream now, I I need our Pats and Ruby Rose to come together uh, oh, because God. now they're they're in technically different DC universes, but like they're there. Yeah, <laughs> so they're like, there. <laughs> so like, can we just? And I don't want to just wait for fan videos. Like, I need. <laughs> I need it to be. I just. Uh, can I have it's that? It's really just going to be chaos to the entire bisexual community <laughs> like, when that crossover happens. And like we're getting Men in Black this year, like you can't do right. this. <laughs> like, you, I my loins can't handle it. <laughs> like we've got this and Charlie's Angels and the holiday movie. Like you can't stop. Yeah. Oh my god. But also don't because I'm very excited for this. Yeah, it's like. I don't know. I haven't seen a lot of, like, super backlash. I've seen more people shitting on the backlash which, than the actual backlash, which might just be my own circles, but I think that's been, like, a problem with Twitter in general, where it's, like, one person says something and then everyone's like, fuck you! <laughs> welcome to Twitter. But I, right, welcome to Twitter. Um, but I, I kind of think the idea of people being upset about it and, like, fan bros being upset about it is very funny because, like, if you look at... Robert Patton's filmography, especially in Twilight too, like he plays broody, like emo boys. Like that is that's, his typecast. That's his brand, and Batman is the like most emo boy that exists. Like he is just broody and depressed and like angry. <laughs> like that's Batman. I can't believe I'm about to say her name on the podcast, but like Batman always reminds me of fucking Bruce Wayne base true also reminds me of that Emma Roberts gif from Scream Queens where she's in oh, that yeah. pink shirt or whatever that coat or whatever <laughs> and just like uh-huh. screaming and crying um 
it's yeah. just Bruce Wayne is one of the most dramatic superheroes. And yeah. he's broody as fuck, and this is perfect. Yeah, give me some fucking drama. Give me some brood. I'm into it. I'm so excited. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, so 2021, I'm, baby. Fuck yeah, I'm so ready. Um the other thing, since I brought up my birthday, we have a couple of May birthdays that we forgot in the space. Whoops. Listen, it happens. Time moves so fast. <laughs> so, just a quick, just a, a throw one out. Don't throw your coffee out the window. Throw one out. <laughs> you know the phrase that everyone says. I, listen, I'm standing by what I said. Um, <laughs> don't litter, though. F- hey, fuck you. Yes. <laughs> Recycle it, goddammit. Uh, uh, but, yeah, throw one out for our Pats and Jamie Jordan, whose birthdays were earlier this month. Our two boys. Our Taurus men, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Our strong Taurus men. <laughs> Just love a good brood. Yeah. We have a couple of duck-related news pieces. Just, like, really quick. <laughs> <laughs> They're, and they're just, I promise you they are relevant. <laughs> they are. They're just like, we're going to spitfire them really quick, and then we're going to move on, and we're not going to talk about them anymore. One, yeah, we're just going to forget this ever happened. <laughs> yes. One, last week I went to go see Detective Pikachu. Great. Uh-huh. Here's my only thing. I saw the screen credits, and I was like, excuse me, is that Rita Ora's name I see there? <laughs> and then I was like, what the fuck? So, just, if you ever get a second while you're waiting for public transit to come, just take a a quick look at Rita Ora's IMDb page, uh, because it's baffling, is what I'll say. There, it's the range, really, (laughs) she has. What can't she do, is my question. It's so beautiful, I think, and poetic, um, that she just pops into weird places, and I'm like, alright. Yes. Sure. Um, speaking about weird and poetic... We need to talk about the C.L. James thing, just, like, really quick. Yeah. So, I don't, maybe there will come a time where we read the mister. I'm, if you want us to, te- I mean, tell us, apparently. Like, if you want it. <laughs> if you want okay. it, we'll be here. Um, okay. <laughs> We're not going to deny you that. But all of the things that people are pulling out from this makes me not want to ever read it. Yeah. Yep. So there's this Jezebel piece that is literally titled E.L. James is the Mr. Fucks a Duck. And I was like, all right. (laughs) I'm interested. All right. This is going to screw with my, you know, web search history, but I'm here. Um, And apparently the protagonist of this uses the phrase fuck a duck. Like a lot. Like a lot. Uh, Which, like, this has become kind of her little sign-off, huh? Like, this is a Neil James novel because there's a weird little catchphrase or a weird little phrase that I'll just fucking shove in there to remind you that this is my book. Yeah. Fifty Shades, it was Fifty Shades of Fucked Up or Fifty Shades whatever, and, just whatever. And Laters, baby. And Laters, baby. You can never forget. <laughs> no, I'm trying so hard. Cross-stitch that, please. No, do not. <laughs> Uh, but I just, her writing style is terrifying to me. (laughs) I don't want to know what happens in her brain. Oh my god, E.L. James's writing style, or E.L. James maybe even as a person, can be summed up by Welcome to My Twisted Mind. Okay, I was literally just thinking of the Six Flags theme song, but that works too. (laughs) Or the Six Flags theme song. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where the old man dances by the bus? 
Yeah, I know. I'm okay. Yes, I'm familiar okay. with the Holy six shit. Flags I was commercial. like, what the fuck? <laughs> dun, 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 yes, exactly. Dun, 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 dun. No, yes. stop. No, I'm familiar. They didn't pay us. <laughs> Bleep their name out. Just, I was trouble like finding a connection. <laughs> I just, but I trust you and your judgment. No, it's just, it's a circus up there. You know, it's just like because her career spouted out of fan fiction and like all this stuff. Like it feels like that very specific era of tumblr Ugh. that was just like inside of tumblr that was like welcome to my dark and twisted mind like <laughs> there's some things in here that like you just won't get you know there's just like a lot happening in here and by and not get... it's like it's garbage <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. bad it's yeah by bad. not get it's because anastasia likes a whisper of tea <laughs> like it's not <laughs> You won't understand uh, why I put ita- this in italics, but I'll just put it there anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I get it. You're too heavy-handed, actually. <laughs> I got There's it. deeper meanings. Um, yeah. Could you give us a, a little can corner, please? Ooh, welcome to the film corner, baby. Because I don't have enough expertise to talk about yeah. this. So can is happening right now. Shout out to my, my boys out there doing the grind. Yeah, um, totally. Same. Pour one out. Um, throw it out. Throw it. Throw it out. <laughs> this listen, throw it away. This is a straight edge space now. Just throw it out. Yeah, just get rid of it. <laughs> uh, but who's going to can is our boy Jackson Rathbone. Ah, oh, goddamn. Fucking <laughs> the greatest boy. Oh, ketchup man. Ketchup <laughs> tattoo man, Jackson. Ah, oh, Heinz boy. I just. If he doesn't get free ketchup for the rest of his life, I, what was the point of any of this? The real twist of fate would be if it was, like, this free subscription box that he gets every week. Uh, or, what? Every month? <laughs> what the fuck? That would be torture. It's, um, it's a very um, <laughs> aggressive subscription. Um, but instead of it being, like, the standard Heinz products, he gets the, like, ketchup mayo combination or whatever. Something, oh like, gosh. gross as fuck. Sure, like, sure. He's like, sir, I have ketchup tattooed to me. That's what I wanted. Yeah. Man, if I could... But he's in a, he's in a horror movie called Do Not Reply. It looks um, good. That's it. it looks good. It's, like, about, like, virtual reality and, like, dating and phone apps and, like, you know, all that stuff. And, like, in a sort of horror kind of spooky way. Um, he does a really good serial killer. Like, I remember him on Criminal Minds doing Yeah, this. he definitely has it in him to just, like, be a little <laughs> evil, you know? Yeah, and I... Maybe it's the ketchup tattoo talking, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh. Like, that kind of, If you're, you got that kind of brain, maybe you can really tap into some dark <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah, <laughs> welcome to my twisted mind. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I'm excited to see this. It, it looks pretty yeah, good, so... it looks good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Okay. Next thing. This Ooh. is happening not in the U.S., which sucks, but um, there is a concert tour happening for the Twilight Saga, which don't, if you're like me, don't get your hopes up. Because um, that sounds that sounds like you're going to get Muse and, like, fucking Metric and, like, oh Panic. God. Like, you're going to get That's, it all. If, listen, if, <laughs> like, if these bands want to make some serious fucking money... 
Oh. They should just do, like, a Twilight soundtrack, like, tour. Or, like, a one event, like, one night only, whatever, extravaganza. I would fucking collapse. <laughs> like, can like, you imagine the money that they would make <coughs> from that? Oh, my God. That would, it would be unreal. And, like, so many people would go to that. Oh, yeah, they would. Oh, yeah, they would. It's, like, that seems, like, such, like, a money maker. Take this idea from me. I will go. Like, it's just, just yeah, I will, make it happen. You can take this idea so long as we both get backstage passes because right. I, I mean, like, we're those movies and their we're songs. We're there. Um, yeah. So, this. I fucking love those movies and their songs. <laughs> what? Listen, that's how I feel. Their soundtracks are bots. No, I know. I know. I just I love the movies and their songs. I, 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 just, I just, like, we've been, like, talking about those two things specifically for almost three years I know. now. <laughs> and the fact that you just said it in such a very, like, basic introductory <laughs> way. It's like, hey, these movies and these songs, I'm into it. I think I can get down to this. Oh, my God. This is how I feel. Uh, okay. Yeah. Lionsgate. They announced a, a live-to-film event that's happening where they play the movie, and then there's, like, a live orchestral set that plays along with the film, which sounds great. I've been to these, I've been to, like, Star Wars ones before, and mm-hmm. I know they have, like, Harry Potter ones and whatever. Yeah. Um, right now, they just have it in Brazil, Australia, and Britain, and that's it. But hopefully it expands, because that, yeah. that would be a really easy moneymaker. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. <sighs> okay. I think that was a lot of news. Yeah. But I think we got through all of it there. I'm proud of us. Me too. Um, <laughs> we do, we have a, a listener email this week. Hell and yeah. it's so important to me. Could you do me the honor of reading this email? Of course. Thank you. This is from our brave intern, <laughs> Taylor Brown, Town Lautner. <sighs> I'm so ready. Y'all fucking buckle in. <laughs> this is so important okay. to me. <laughs> Listen, here we go. Hey, y'all, I can't believe I never sent this in. But basically, when I first started dating my partner, I had to disclose why I was reading Twilight fanfiction more often than is typical, typically normal for a 25-year-old person. And I explained that I'm the unofficial intern of a podcast that talks about <laughs> Twilight. <laughs> That's when he dropped huge news, that he apparently met Taylor Lautner when they were both, like, 13, 14 years old. And there are so many exclamation points it's after this. me. <laughs> of course I told him that I need to know everything. So my partner, as well as Taylor Lautner, as she refers to him as TL, which is <laughs> fucking great. You ever so casual? Yeah, we're on like an initial basis. We're pretty tight, TL and I. Um, anyway, did fighting competitions. What the fuck? Which is, which is, to this day, I don't even fully understand, but he sent me a video of TL performing, and it's basically a lot of kicking and brooding stares. Me? Sometimes weapons. Sometimes weapons are involved. This is just like, what the fuck is up, Kyle? There's so much happening. It looks like what I imagined his audition tape was for Starkboy and Lava Girl. Or even Twilight. (laughs) And apparently they would just say hi and talk about the competition going on. However, he never personally fought TL because they were in separate divisions. Slightly disappointing if you ask me. (laughs) Come on! This is like edging. After hearing all this, I keep asking my partner what it feels like to know he could have been Shark Boy, even though he's never once expressed any interest in an acting career. I just think that if he had similar skill sets to TL, that he would be in a shoe in for the role. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That's so there's so many beautiful. Here. One There's so much to unpack. <laughs> Taylor, 
are you my mom? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that you were older than us, which is fine, but what the fuck? Literally, I glanced over this email, and I was like, 25. Whoa. <laughs> Wait a minute. I guess I really have no conceptualization of, like, the people who listen to us and, like, all that sort of stuff. Like, we have all that data, but we don't really, like, check it no. super often because that feels a little creepy. No, we just To be it. honest. We, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, in this economy. Um, <laughs> I need to get a ketchup tattoo, so. Yeah. But, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, like, basically assume that everyone who listens to this podcast is 19. Same. <laughs> Cody saw that age and legitimately approached it like a 10-year-old and was like, oh, my God. <laughs> you're, like, old. What? I have to... Oh, I'm, hey, no, you're not old. I just... Older than I anticipated. Well, I'm, like, a couple days from turning 25. Uh, right. <laughs> you haggard old woman. <laughs> my uterus is disappearing right now. It's being snapped <laughs> for so many It's a reasons. ghost. It's just sand. <laughs> Here's my favorite thing about Taylor and her partner here is that yeah. I'm just imagining this like figurative argument that the two of them are in um, <laughs> where Taylor's partner did something wrong and Taylor not yelling, but just like, just in a very disappointed voice was like, you could have been shark boy. <laughs> That's so important to me of like, you didn't take out the trash and that's why you're not shark boy. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, listen, I wouldn't, I don't love you any less because you weren't a shark boy, but I would love you more. <laughs> but I should love boy. you more. Oh, uh, yep, that's exactly how I would love you more. I would just love you more if you were a shark boy. <laughs> Man, I mean, he, he could have really gone, what if he was <laughs> in Twilight? <laughs> I would be so good at this fighting. <laughs> I was, I would die legitimately with the amount of shit that I've said. I hear I oh, yeah, just a group that's text so away. Mm-mm. Yeah, nope. That's that's beautiful. Okay. Thank you so much for sending that in, Taylor. Thank you, Taylor. Thank you for your work. Our boss and also our intern, <laughs> also our mom. Uh, <laughs> who knew you were running the show the whole time? <laughs> just little puppet strings, just from the grave. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. All right, so we've got two horrible chapters to talk about. Boy, do we. Um, so if you if you all forgot, because sometimes I do, um, we're reading you, the novel. <sighs> and we're on chapters five and six. Unfortunately. Um, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where we left off last time, there was a lot of talk about uh, pickle shots and... Yeah. And dragon The Wild boys. West. The, yes, that too. <laughs> um... And so, basically, what you get here um, in chapters five and six is, like, one episode. Yeah. I think. Uh, and so, it was wild. I, I guess I just didn't really notice or think about that the adaption was so accurate to the book. Right. Yeah. Until I read this and I was like, oh, okay, they just... It's just shot by shot. Exactly. Yeah, yeah it does feel like... I, I mean, I guess there is a lot more to go, but it feels like it's going so quickly. It does. And there's, like, so much left, and it's very dense so far, and I'm I'm interested to see, like, if it, you know, it's basically kind of the same timeline, just maybe a little bit more information, or if there's, like, a lot more to go off of here, because, like, we're speeding through this pretty fast, and, like, the chapters are quite short, comparatively. They are short, and we're... We have, this book is like 400 pages. Yeah. And so I'm very curious where 
where this goes. Right, exactly, yeah. Um, but where this chapter five starts anyways is with Beck leaving the club, Benji yes. not showing up, and so she's yeah. wasted and trying to text him while waiting for a train. Yeah. And so if you've seen this episode, it's chaotic and creepy. Yes. And I definitely felt that while reading this. Mm-hmm. Of, but I almost felt like, I don't know, there was something about the the cadence in this chapter in particular that it definitely feels like it's all one run, one run on sentence. Yes. And it's done yeah. purposefully for that reason of like, trying to show Joe's anxiety and, like, how much mm-hmm. he is feeling stressed. But it, it also made me stressed, and I was like, stop. <laughs> like, right, like, God, dude, I know what just... happened. Yeah. Chill out. Yes. Uh, it's supposed to be, like, I think it's, like, 2, 3, almost 3 in the morning when this happens. Yeah. Um, and it's basically just him watching her get closer and closer to falling off uh yeah. into the the train tracks while there is a homeless person singing a song yeah effectively yes. uh and what i hated the most about and there's so much but what i mm-hmm. hated the most about this is how much joe was like well you don't have to worry back because you've got me to protect you <sighs> um and i i can't believe that you have your shoelaces aren't tied and it's like... You dangerous woman. I know. You really want this to happen to you. Like, you're just begging for danger. It's like, fuck you. It was so... It was so blamey. Um, and there was definitely, like, a couple of paragraphs specifically where he was like, you're lucky I'm here because if you fell or if some sicko followed you down, some derelict rapist, you wouldn't be able mm-hmm. to do anything. And it's like, you're literally... <laughs> yeah. Um... Which makes me, it just more and more underscores that, like, and maybe the book will get into this more about, like, he has the sociopathic tendencies here. Sure, yeah. Other than just, like, being a complete narcissist. Yeah. There's this part where um, he's kind of, like, psychoanalyzing her relationship to her phone, which I think is interesting and bad. Um, (laughs) Uh, cause, I mean, he's, like, done some of that earlier on, being like, oh, your yellow phone case, whoa, <laughs> like, weird stuff. And you he's want like, attention. Right, and he's being like, oh, well, of course there's a crack in your phone, because, like, really, you just don't want to take care of it, and you don't actually like it, it's just, like, poisoning you, and it's awful, I just wish I could throw it down the tracks and you'd be done with it, because it's ruining your life, and you wouldn't have to talk to Benji anymore, and, like... You wouldn't, like, none of this would be happening and whatever. I find it's just so weird. It is. And I find it ironic that he has these old-fashioned, he's romanticizing old-fashioned interactions with people. Yes, yeah, right. And yet, he does not have the social skills to be able to carry on the interactions that he wants. Yes. And, And so, because obviously he's just staring at someone that he's barely met once. Right. In, yeah. And it's terrifying. That's that's actually a really interesting point, too, because, like, Joe is the kind of guy that would be very good at communicating with people on the internet. He know? would be. Like, he's very, like, socially anxious, and he has a lot of these tendencies that, like, would be better if he gave himself time to think and, like, 
communicate through more like digital means rather than face to face, right? Um, he would give off and, a like, great impression on Tinder. Right. Well, yeah, right, exactly. And he like he gets to like control everything the way he wants to, and like be able to manage things and like think through his thoughts and whatever. And also, we see that too with like. Like, he actively uses the internet all the time. Like, he stalks Beck and everyone on Facebook, and he, like, knows how to use these tools, and he's very intuitive with it. Mm -hmm. But he also, at the same time, is, like, totally disregarding the uses of those things for good, right? He's just like, oh, there's no good that could come out of this, whatever. Like, it sucks. I wish I could just talk to people. And, like, why don't people have conversations anymore? But, like, (laughs) like, he's fundamentally unable to have those conversations. Yes. Because he's, like, so in tune to this other like, side that he's critiquing, which is very interesting. And I think that, to me, it feels very much of, like, he's using them like you would library tools, and not... Sure, right, yeah. And it feels yeah. very much of, like, an old-fashioned way of, like, you can't have friends online. You right, know, You can't yeah. create relationships online. Yeah. But if he actually gave himself that time, I... I feel like we would have a completely different story here. (laughs) Right, for sure, for sure, for sure. Or maybe the same ending, but different middle parts, probably. Yeah. I do love the fact that Beck's response to kind of falling into the tracks and then having Joe help her was relatable. Like, she kept saying, oh my god, I could have died over and over again. (laughs) I was like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's appropriate, actually. Yeah. Here's what I will say. I think this is the first author that we've read that has used italics in an effective way yeah for sure who actually understands the purpose of them (laughs) yeah because of the fact it's refreshing it is it is because of the fact that this whole chapter is about this song that is being sung and in the Mm -hmm. especially when you watch in the tv show it is very overstimulating to which is the point and i think the way that it's used in this chapter gets that across Whereas I feel like I'm just trying to imagine if Stephanie Meyer or E.L. James wrote this chapter, it'd be a hot mess. Yeah. Because um, they don't understand narrative techniques at all. One of the things that I, I found interesting, and I think this kind of underscores what we've been saying so much about Joe, is that when they sit down after getting off of the, the train tracks and all of that drama um, and the train comes by, obviously they don't get on it. Um, Mm -hmm. he still feels this need to tie her shoelaces. Like, it's... Yeah. And I feel like this is where the author's like, do you get, like, what I'm trying to say here? (laughs) That, like, there is... There's something that is not neurotypical here. Um, my issue is that it doesn't feel... It still feels like it's excusing behavior. Yeah. And he also uses it a way to be like, oh, like, you're not easily rescued, but I'll, like... I'll I'll just be I'll play the long game and I'll you know I'll let you come to that conclusion yourself that I'm the right person or whatever and this is it and it's just like again like normalizing this kind of like chase thing or like a prize situation that you just have to wait and be persistent and then you'll get what you want um because people are things you just win (laughs) yep yep that's how people do yeah you know how people do they're just objects after all you know Am I right, ladies? Yep. Am I right? God damn it. <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> um, I'm just... Hey, folks, just so you know, I'm just staring into the camera right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the past couple weeks... This is the office. <laughs> the past couple years, just been staring into that camera. Yep. Chapter six. 
I think we get a little bit more in the cab scene than we did yeah. in, the, in the TV show, which was nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I What I found the most interesting, and it's a shame that this person doesn't talk. I want to know more about this cab driver. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> this cab driver sees Beck, who is a disheveled mess. Yeah. And Joe, who's incredibly clean, and is like, you know what? It's three o'clock in the morning. What the fuck ever. <laughs> he describes it as he's so clean that it's almost disturbing. Yeah. And I hate, like, I'm just imagining Mr. Clean, which is I a very, like. I literally, too. Like, it's a terrifying amount of clean. <laughs> I'm, I can never forget that haunted video of him just, like, shaking his butt around that house. Yeah. Ugh. That's haunted. And he, like, he compares it to, like, being a pimp and a sex worker, and I'm like, come on. Cool, cool, cool. Great. I love that this is happening. Like. They're just objects, right? Right. It's just, you know, it's like a quirky thing that we look like. It's, like, not, you know. (sighs) Um, The one thing that I, I do think is worth pointing out is that in the TV show, Beck pukes on Joe. Yes. Um, once she had saved, which I was hoping happened. In yeah, the I've been waiting. <laughs> um, and it didn't, which was a, a little bit of a bummer and would have yeah. explained her being a little bit more of a mess, but that's fine. In this cab experience, there's a lot of Joe adding to this conversation where there is not things there yeah. of like, him saying, you sigh, and I love you for trying to spin this into some sort of strike against complacency and what fun it is to play with you. And it's like, she's drunk. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's... <laughs> There's nothing happening here. She sighed because it's been a long day. <laughs> she's drunk, almost died, and you offered to take her home. Yeah, I would sigh, That's too. what's happening. <laughs> I... <laughs> like, and you're having a pretty boring conversation. Yeah, that's also true. Yeah. Yeah. I One of the things you should pick up at some point, Joe, is uh, you're boring. Uh, but that's okay. <laughs> you're boring. It's So, like, he um, he says he's a bartender. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> at the green point, which I don't think happens in the show. No. Maybe it does. I don't think so. No, he's just a um, liar. Yeah, he's a... F- Listen, if there's one thing we know about Joe Goldberg, fucking liar. But, um, so Beck goes, oh, that, that must be really fun. You get to hear people's stories. And then he's like, yeah, it is. Careful not to reveal that I know you write stories. It's like, Ew. where is that? Why would you bring that up in a normal conversation? Gross. Like, oh, it is. I bet you have some interesting stories about the Wild West. I also love that Beck is starting to pick up on, now that she's actually able to, like, look at Joe, She's able yeah. to pick up that she recognizes him, but she doesn't know from where. And so the first question that she asks out loud is, hey, uh, you ever spent a summer working on a ferry? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what the fuck, Beck? Oh, I know where you're from. How <laughs> I recognize you. I've got your fucking number, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I recognize that face anyway. <laughs> you ever been to Nantucket? <laughs> God, I hope that that comes back and that explains why they fuck on a ferry later. Oh, God. <laughs> I just can't wait to see how that scene plays out. She's just like, this has been my fantasy. I just want to fuck the ferry driver. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> it's been an elaborate ruse this whole time. That's what she just thinks about while she eats her lean cuisines. Just like one day. So they're having this boring conversation. It's like two sentences long. There's nothing happening. Can we talk about and... the middle school part, though? Oh, sure. Yeah, go for it. This haunted me. So, again, the worst conversation. However, Joe keeps trying to make extended eye contact with Beck, who is drunk <laughs> and tired and overstimulated. And just can't do it. So Joe says in his head, my middle school health teacher told us that you can hold eye contact for 10 seconds before scaring or seducing someone. I'm counting, and I think you can tell. Would you like to know how many people have highlighted that excerpt on Kindle? No. Uh, it would be a good 415 people. That sure is too many. That's, especially for one of the wackiest things that we have read so far. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I hate that. <laughs> yeah, uh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful. We do get so to finally like, see Benji, though. Yeah, this, yes. Which is interesting. Yeah. God damn it. He's... <sighs> I hate him. I don't like, I really, like, Joe's worse, obviously, but. Yeah, but Benji's, Benji's bad. bad. Benji's bad. <laughs> He's a bad boy. Um, the other thing that I never expected to read with my own two eyes at this point is um, when the taxi stops and Beck gets out, Benji's there, um, which happens in the, the TV show as well. But Joe mm-hmm. says, you reach across me and roll down the window. I smell you. Pickles and tits. Ugh. <laughs> Listen, I've never felt so called out in my whole life. <laughs> There's two things you need to know about me. Pickles and tits. Listen, I That's do who I love am. a good pickle, and I do have really big boobs, but, like, I never expected <laughs> to read that and feel so, I was like, ew. And then I was like, wait a second, hold on. It's so just, like, succinct and really just gets it. <laughs> it really gives a very visceral experience, that's for sure. Sure, yeah, yep. Um, we do need to talk about the phone situation, because this happens in the TV show, too. Yes, yes, please. <sighs> the fucking phone. Um, so Beck's like, Benji, you will not believe the night I've had. <laughs> <laughs> While Benji is like looking at his phone, he has like sixteen missed calls from Beck. Like, there's, <laughs> I don't know why he decided to show up now at three o'clock in the morning, but whatever. He uh, wants to fuck. Yeah, I mean that's exactly why. Honestly, he ran out of his bubbly water. It's <laughs> like I have nothing else to live for. Let's go get some fucking pussy. This is a real Noah Logan move, if I'm being honest. Listen, just fu- ignoring. Ignoring your girl all night, and then at 3 a.m. being like, hey, you up? (laughs) (laughs) I've never responded to any of those in my day. Um, Nope. Nope. At the end of this, Joe's like, well, Beck, I mean, how am I going to get in contact with you if I find your phone? So she's like, well, carrier pigeon, obviously. But if you can't do that, my email address is is a good place to start. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that I found buck wild about this is when Joe pulls out his phone so that he can like type in her email address, he's like, thank God when I pull a phone out of my pocket, it's mine and not yours. She's like, (laughs) shut up. We got it. (laughs) Did you know I have Beck's phone? Do you know I know how to do, uh, slight hand magic? Yeah, (laughs) I'm a magician. (laughs) 
<laughs> the only thing worse in this taxi ride is if he would have been doing magic. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Uh, I think I, I'm. I'm really uh, upset there isn't like a witty line in his head that's like, "Oh, I can tell which phone is mine because like I felt the cracks on yours and Ew. I picked up the right one." Gross. Yeah, it would have been disgusting. The end of this chapter is also really gross, too, with him being like, our first date ends, and you're going upstairs and fucking the shit out of Benji, but it doesn't <laughs> matter, Beck. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> what? What do you mean? He thinks he's such, like, a nice guy. He is the, a nice guy. He's, TM, yeah, he's the, sure. the TMTM nice guy. Yeah. Um, which is like, yeah, I'll let you fuck people that are bad for you and that you don't really like because I'll just be here. I'll be waiting, you know? I'll always be here. But there's like another layer because he's like, has her phone and knows everything about her and she doesn't know him Ugh. at all. God damn it, Joe. God damn it, Joe. Um, next week, we have chapters Ooh. 7 and 8. And honestly, I don't remember what happened after this point. Um, other than him, like, <laughs> snooping through her phone. So, yeah, we'll see how it goes, I guess. Yeah. <sighs> um, we have so many patrons to thank. Patron. Um, Patron saints of this podcast. Yeah, honestly, yeah, that's, you're not wrong. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I'm gonna... Fuck it, I'm gonna pull up Reductress today. Cool, I already have it open. Great, go ahead and get us started then. Oh shit, I haven't liked anything yet. Okay. <laughs> um, shout out to Sophia Salinger. <laughs> who's gonna be... Aw, these three generations of women have all been to the same fucking protest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's fair. Um, shout out to Aaron Salinger, who is... Ow, ow. Sure, I'll put my baby up for adoption as soon as I'm out of the foster system. <laughs> shout out to Alex Blythe. Wee, 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 wee. Who's gonna be, dear Disney, why is there no Property Brothers ride? Honestly? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> um, shout out to Marie Mooney. Ow, ow. <laughs> Who is four calming yoga poses that'll get you just a little horny. <laughs> Shout out to Taylor, Brown, Tap, Lautner. Wee-oo, wee-oo, Raven and the Marines. Wee-oo. Who's gonna be... Who's gonna be... Breaking. Mom is gonna do a big show. <laughs> I was just looking at that one. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Yeah. Um, Shout out to Katie Weber. Ow! Uh, who is, I love having tattoos, but I wish more men would stop me and talk to me about them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. Yes, please. Please do. Shout out to Simon Steele. Fucking yoked. (laughs) Stop objectifying our patrons. No. (laughs) Okay, fine. Who's gonna be... Try not to cry. This deployed soldier surprises girlfriend by getting bangs. <laughs> Can you tag yourself on one of these, please? Oh, God. There's so much happening here. Um... Mine is cat remains on bed for all of sex. That's great. Yeah. Mine is if life begins at conception, maybe we should just cut off all the dicks now. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. 
the photo on that one is very important to me. It's pretty good. Yeah. All right. I have a fan fiction this week. Ooh. That was sent in by our mom. Mom. <laughs> our veteran mom. Um, <laughs> and it is a fanfiction.net piece that is... Not Hugo nominated. <laughs> it's not It's not Hugo nominated, but goddamn should it be. Um, <laughs> it is tagged, and not the only one on here, um, but it is tagged in the Bible and Twilight crossover section. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) This is titled Pancakes of True Love. Uh, The author is Ethical is Bay. I don't know that I said that right. Um, And was published in June 15th of 2017. The summary is Edward was happy the way he was, living alone in peace. At least he thinks he is. But then he gets a new roommate and everything changes. I've been recommended to start at a certain place here. Cool. All right. I can't wait to get to know you. Then with one bright bursting, bubbly blue eye, he winked and pranced to his bed. Edward flinched. What the hell was that? Also, his face suddenly turned a bright tomato, ruby, fire truck, strawberry, cherry, chili pepper red. He didn't know why. And it made him angry and confused and a little sexually frustrated. Without a second thought, Edward walked over to Jesus, and for a second, the idea of kissing him crossed his mind. (laughs) Instead, being the dick he is, he looked Jesus in his bursting, bright, bubbly eyes and said, My bed, my rules. To which Jesus replied, All right, tiger, and winked seductively. Edward blushed again. (laughs) What's wrong with him? (laughs) End scene. I I think I've gone to heaven. I think that fiction sent me to heaven. I think Jackson Rathborn needs to change his tattoo to just say instead, bright tomato, ruby fire truck, <laughs> strawberry, cherry, chili, pepper, red. That's me trying to hit my word count. <laughs> Honestly? Yeah, yeah, me in high school trying to hit that like 500 <laughs> word count. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh well, God. thank you for that gift. Thank um, you so much. And as we say here in Seattle, get bit and get whipped. Ow! This is an Earbud Media production. You can find us on Twitter at Earbud Media and listen to the rest of our shows. You can find this show on Twitter at Into the Twilight, as well as Into the Twilight.show. You can send us an email at Into the Twilight Show at gmail.com. You can also become a sponsor of the show or buy some merch at Into the Twilight.bigcartel.com. Our art is done by Maddie Padilla, who you can find at Your Ghost Host 44 on Instagram, and our music is done by Eli Krauss, you can find at Eli Sauerkraus and Krausfilms.com. The intro and outro is by KB Smith, you can find at kb underscore underscore smith on twitter you can find ally on twitter at into wild places and you can find me at dyke discourse you've been listening to earbud media production earbud media audio for everyone